Well, we cover business uh, every day here and have for the, the last couple of three decades. But there's not a bigger business really than sports, professional sports, and now maybe amateur sports. So there are not many people that know more about the business of sports than Lee Steinberg. He's been an agent for 40 years. You probably remember him as Troy Aikman's agent. You, you know him now as Patrick Mahomes' agent. And he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Uh, nice to be with you. Yeah, it's good to have you here. So th- there's so much going on in sports right now. Let me just let me get started. I, there, was, there was a story last week that finally it looks like they're slowly paving the way for compensating college players, which, you know, there's a really good argument. They should have been doing this for a long time. How does that change? Is that going to keep kids in college longer, do you think? I think it's got the potential to to make the life of a college athlete uh, much more manageable. What happens is it's a tale of two cities. If you have an athlete from uh, well means in his background, they live fine on scholarship. But the ones from disadvantaged homes have a hard time and don't live at the same standard as their non-athletic peers because they can't work during the school year to supplement income. And uh, they have a difficult time. And they sit in a big filled stadium or arena looking at uh, the stands and they see the TV contracts and they're resentful. So California passed a law called SB 206 uh, about a year ago, which would allow athletes to market their own name, image, and likeness and have a marketing agent who probably would be the same thing as uh, their regular agent for their contract uh, do that marketing. And that would enable them to brand themselves, to to put together uh, monetization of uh, websites uh, and to start to do endorsements. Now, the NCAA was supposed to put that into effect in January. It's been balking, but I think this summer will be the time. And uh, there was just a, a suit heard by the Supreme Court that uh, had two justices, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, uh, talk about how uh, antitrust the system was and talked about knocking the whole thing down. So I think the days of quote-unquote pure amateurism are coming to an end. You know, these things change very slowly, but when they change, they change all at once. You know, I'm thinking about in, in professional sports, baseball, football, really the rest of them, they just they ran away from anything related to gambling. And my gosh, they, they sanctioned players and, and everything else. And now... Not only is it okay, but they're in, they're absolute they're they're investing in gambling companies. So you see that with DraftKings and a number of the fantasy uh, sites that pro teams have have put their own money into them. Uh, from from the days when gambling was the last bugaboo, you now see Indian casinos advertising on Stadia. And I think soon the wave of the future will be to actually have paramutual type betting in stadiums uh, where instead of having all that revenue go to bookies or um, uh, only in the states that have legalized gambling, the Supreme Court decision in uh, New Jersey a couple of years ago shows that uh, gambling and sports are here to stay. Now, the greatest fear that professional sports has is the concept that the games would ever be perceived as fixed. Absolutely, so, I, that, and that, that's that's been the, the the problem. That's that's the the sort of Damocles hanging over all this. 
because that would turn a football game, which you presume is a hardly fought contest with the same rules and the same incentive to turn into wrestling. So they still have tight controls over associations that uh, athletes themselves have with gamblers. But um, uh, the dirty little secret that pro sports generates billions and billions of dollars in gambling is about to become a revenue source for, for teams and leagues. Well, so then does, does a, a good agent go back in and renegotiate contracts that, that, that were entered into prior to all this revenue sharing coming out of gambling? To I, th- I think the unions will end up in collective bargaining, negotiate those terms, because we have in the big sports revenue splits. And so it's just a matter of what the designated gross revenue is defined as. And so I, I think that will happen. But they... They certainly would like to redo after the television networks um, in the midst of a cratered economy and a pandemic went in and Fox and CBS virtually doubled what they were paying before. And this will happen over the next 10 years. And uh, ESPN went up by 33 percent. So football revenue is booming and uh, and you're seeing salaries now that reflect that. Are are we seeing the same? Sort of growth in the other sports, uh, basketball, baseball, in some areas is really ailing. Different uh, dynamics because live gate is so much a part in a season that's much longer in in baseball and in basketball. So in football, where the biggest revenue source is is shared, which is national TV. Uh, people can still watch the games, but as the country comes back online, you're starting to see Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles with crowds of 50,000 again, and those sports will do just fine because their television is still fine. You know, the role of, of players, superstar players with teams intrigues me too, and you've certainly dealt with a lot of personalities over your last 40 years but locally uh, Luka Doncic had in essence a lot to say about who the new coach for the Mavericks was going to be who the general manager was we've seen quotes recently from Tom Brady you know just say I you know don't why are they pursuing that guy don't you know you sign him because I want him and to to what are, are superstars running franchises to a greater degree than they ever have much more in basketball than in the other sports, because in basketball, players negotiate contracts that let them become free agents so they can go out and attract other free agents. They can make their franchise uh, a place where they're selling other players and coming there, and then they can assemble rosters. Football's really not like that. The talented players never get loose on free agency. And as to input, uh, a team would be silly not to value the input of the uh, quarterback who's telling them what plays work, what don't, what players are good, what aren't. And so um, that ought not to be contentious. That should be uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers should be talking about whether they're going to draft another quarterback. He shouldn't read it in the paper. Well, and, and come to think of it, Babe Ruth seemed to have a lot to say about who his managers were. So maybe this is maybe this is something that's been around for a long time. Yes, it's just been more quiet. And uh, and incidentally, when you see a player asked to be traded, the worst way to ever motivate a trade is for a player to go public, put his 
incumbent franchise into the position of everyone knowing they have damaged goods on their hands and not being able to work anything like an equitable trade. So these things are better done behind the scenes. And and again, I'm sure that's the bug you put in the ear, but to what degree can you can you influence some of these guys, especially when they become multimillionaires? Well, the uh, a sport like football is quarterback-centric. So those players do have a serious amount of power, but uh, you still have 22 starting players. And uh, outside of that franchise quarterback position um, in basketball, the players have tremendous power and in football, much less. So you've been doing this for a long time and I know you were out of the business for a while, but back now. So what about the crop of athletes that you're seeing right now? Are they, you know, we, we saw so many stories for so long about kids that would come out of college or, you know, leave college early, go straight into the pros. They'd have all this money. And next thing you know, they retire penniless because they don't know how to manage it. I mean, they never they never were taught that in school, and they had all these hangers-on that, that wanted them to spend money. Is that still true, or is this a brighter group that's coming out? It's a better protected group because on the college campuses they have – life skills courses. So they're actually teaching at many colleges across the country, athletes, how to do everything from uh, rudimentaries of how to manage money to um, what to look out for and not look out for. And then um, the players that have any kind of help at all in agent or financial planning selection um, choose quality people. So they've heard the horror stories of the past and they they get a financial plan. They get a budget. They understand they're not going to make this rate of money forever, that they have a truncated career. And so you're seeing athletes much better in financial planning and uh, saving than ever before. Well, you, you would appear to have a real gem in Patrick Mahomes. It's fun to watch him. It's been fun to watch you for the last four decades, too. Thanks for the time. My pleasure. That's Lee Steinberg for more of conversation with Mr. Steinberg. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson. News Radio 1080 KRLD.